Good morning, sports fan, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning's show is all about sports and the world of betting. We cover everything from the daily news dump, including our athlete of the day. We then talk about the games coming up today and what bets we like with our competitive hedge lay of the day and our new segment, Games We Are Leaning But Waiting On. So with that, our episode today is brought to you by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets from the show. Follow our social media accounts as well at CompHedgePod which is where we post all of our plays throughout the day as well. So with that, let's go to our athlete shout-out of the day, which has to go to Jair Alexander. I mean, I give players a hard time when they get overpaid. Like, I beat the Christian Kirk contract to death. I think he completely ruined the market. But you can never fault the player. It's completely on these teams that offer these absurd contracts. This one I'm generally unsure of. I mean, he looked great in 2020-2021 season. Then he missed all but four games last year. He's only been to the Pro Bowl one time, yet he's making the best money out of all corners in the NFL, a four-year, $84 million deal. So I think it could be a mistake for Green Bay paying this guy this much, but they didn't pay Devontae Adams. So the fact that they're paying this guy as much as they are is a very interesting situation, and, and I want to see if he produces this year, goes to another Pro Bowl, and truly lives up to this contract for the Green Bay Packers. Now let's talk about the last two nights of bets we took yesterday off. It was a little sore after the golf game, slept in a little bit, but here we are today to talk about the last two days. So uh, two days ago, we had Bucks money line that obviously missed. We'll chat more about that game in a minute. The Mavericks and Suns over 205, that hits. Didn't look like it for a while there, given the other team didn't show up. More on that in a bit. We had Rangers money line at minus 150. We cashed that one. And then our juice line was the Astros minus 180 was a winner as well. Then when we're talking about yesterday, we posted these on our Twitter account. Newcastle Arsenal, both teams to score at minus 125. That one misses. Shockingly, Newcastle is the only one that scored in that game. More on that in a bit. The Yankees minus one and a half versus the Orioles. You can cash that one. Angels money line versus the Rangers was a no-go. And then on the player prop side of things, Aaron Sanchez over three and a half Ks did not hit either. So a tough day yesterday. And on the player prop side on Saturday, uh, tough day as well. Or on Sunday, tough day as well, given that uh, Giannis and Tatum both. It was a blowout, so they, they weren't able to hit their point totals in that one. So let's get into the daily news dump of what's happened over the last couple days in sports, starting with those NBA Game 7s on Sunday. 
We had the afternoon game of Celtics versus the Bucks. The Celtics blew them out of the water, 109 to 81. Take nothing away from Boston. They were the better team this series. They were phenomenal. I mean, they get, got 27 and 6 from Grant Williams in game seven. Tatum had 23. Brown had 19. Pritchard had 14 off the bench. Smart had 11. All out team effort in a game seven. And that's what the Bucs needed. They needed someone like a Pritchard on their team to step up and score a 14 point night. Didn't happen. I mean, Giannis played a great series, couldn't overcome the Middleton injury. You know, Drew Holiday wasn't that second scorer. He had 21 points in game seven on nine of 21 shooting. And then you had Giannis 25 29. He played great. Lopez 15 and 10. But when your role guys like Grace Allen are 0 for 6, and Wesley Matthews is 1 for 5, and Pat Connaughton's 1 of 6, these are supposed to be your shooters, your secondary guys that are going to give you that 8 to 10 points that you need, especially in a game like that. And they ultimately didn't show up. It's a tough loss for the Bucks. Portis with 10 and 6. I don't think that this means that Milwaukee blows it up or anything. They're going to be back next year, hopefully with a healthy Middleton and healthy Giannis and Drew, and they're going to run it back next year. They were the champs just a year ago. They just weren't able to overcome that injury. And now Boston moves on to take on Miami. Game one is tonight, and we'll be previewing that one this morning. Mavs win 123-90 to in the other uh, game seven. Luka was tied with the Suns scoring-wise. They both had 27 in the first half. But he got a lot of help. I mean, he Luke had 35, 10, and 4. I don't want to take anything away from him. He was 12 of 19 from the field. He played great. But Spencer Dinwiddie gave him 30 on 11 of 15 shooting off the bench. Brunson gave him 24 on 11 of 19 shooting. This game was over early. And a lot of it just falls on none of the sun showed up to play. Booker had 11 points on 3 of 14. DeAndre Ayton had 5 points. Bridges had 6 on three of 11 shooting but I mean Chris Paul I think this series ultimately falls on his performance from about game three onward uh Booker was consistent throughout Aiden was consistent throughout Bridges didn't give you a lot on the offensive side so he deserves some heat as well he needs to be a lot better especially for the contract that he commands uh he needs to produce a lot more offensively but he did draw the assignment of Luca. So his focus was likely on the defensive side. But if you're Chris Paul, the last five games, this was his averages. 9.4 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. Never more than nine shot attempts in any of those five games. And I get it. He's late in his career. He's not trying to score 30. But nine shot attempts for the quote-unquote point god? I'm not crazy. I'm not going to go crazy like Patrick Beverly did, like, I think Chris Paul's still a phenomenal talent, especially all time, but he hasn't, he didn't show up this series. And and that's going to be an indictment on him later on when people are talking about the all time greats. I think you're going to remember this series. And I know he's late in his career, but we're talking about a guy that could make an all NBA team this year. So he's by no means washed. He just didn't show up for this series. And it was sad to see for the Phoenix Suns. Window might have closed on this team, honestly. We'll have to wait and see next year what the contract situation looks like there nhl we had two game sevens the rangers pulled it out four to three in overtime artemi panarin scores the game winner this is a great performance by shesterkin he gives up three goals but it's on 
42 shots, so he had a 39 save performance. They got goals from Kreider, Miller, and Zabinijad as well in regulation. And then on the Pittsburgh side, I don't know how Crosby cleared concussion protocols, but he was out there, and Jari made 26 saves. They got goals from Heining, Gensel, and Rodrigo's. Now we get the Rangers taking on the Hurricanes. This will be a great series uh, in the Eastern Conference. Not sure what the future of Pittsburgh looks like, if it's truly over. I think they have some contracts to sort out this summer. And if they're unable to do so, we might have seen the last run for this Pittsburgh group. But we'll have to wait and see. And then out west, the Game 7 there. Flames squeak by 3-2 to two versus the Dallas Stars. Markstrom made 26 saves. They got goals from Toffoli and Kachuk in regulation. And then their best player, Goudreau, scores the game winner in overtime. Jake Ottinger made 64 saves for the Stars. So he, there's no way that he's to blame for any of this uh, when it comes to uh, <laughs> this game. He was phenomenal, especially in the series as a whole. He just he kept them in it. Jamie Benn scored in Namastakov. He scored as well in regulation. Dallas has still got a good young core. They're going to be fun moving forward. And then the Flames get the Oilers. I think what we were all hoping for, which is a battle of Alberta uh, coming up. Now let's talk MLB lines quick. We'll run through these. Tigers beat the Rays 3-2. Marlins beat the Nationals 8-2. Yankees beat the Orioles 6-2. Jays beat the Mariners 6-2. Brewers beat the Braves 1-0. The Cubs beat the Pirates 9-0. Rangers beat the Angels 7-4. White Sox beat the Royals 5-3. Giants beat the Rockies 7-6. The Twins beat the A's 3-1. And the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. That St. Louis and Mets game was postponed. We had Mikolas over 3.5Ks on our card, but we're going to have to wait on that one today. And then AT&T, Byron Nelson. Hyung-Hoon Lee, he wins the tournament shooting minus 26. He went 63 on the final day. We felt like if someone got to minus 28, they would win, and it only took minus 26. Spieth was one back at minus 25. Matsuyama and Munoz at minus 24. And then some great golfers in Xander Shoffley, Ryan Palmer, and Justin Thomas, all at minus 23. Those are some big names that played well at this event, so they're going to go in with a lot of confidence heading into Southern Hills for the PGA Championship this week. We'll have a bit more of a preview tomorrow of who we like there, some future bets on those ones as well, as it is a, a major championship. And then EPL, Newcastle shockingly wins 2 to nothing versus Arsenal. White scored an own goal in the 55th to give Newcastle the lead, and then Guimaraes with the clincher in the 85th. What's surprising to me is that Newcastle had the majority of the possession. They had more shots. They just felt like they played with more desperation. And when you're Arsenal, you came into this game you would beat Man U, Chelsea, West Ham, and Leeds. And then you pick up two straight losses here, one to Tottenham, which if you would have even secured a point there, you would have been in a great spot to finish in the top four. And now you lose to a Newcastle side. They need some help. They need to win that last game, but it's looking like Arsenal's going to be finishing fifth and heading to the Europa League next year. And then let's start talking about those big games on the slate for today. EPL-wise, we've got Liverpool versus Southampton today. Liverpool's season on the line once again. We're going to keep saying it every time it's Liverpool and Man City, but their seasons are on the line. I mean, we saw the comeback that Manchester City had on the weekend. They were down 2-0, came back to win or to tie 2-2. Securing that point was massive, and so all they have to do is win out 
and or Liverpool can help them out. And this is a situation today where that could happen. Uh, Southampton, they're safe on 40 points, so they're not really playing for a lot. It looks like Mo Salah and Virgil van Dijk are both game-time decisions, so that's certainly one to keep an eye on. If they're missing both, lines might favor you a bit. I still think Liverpool wins outright, but if both those guys are missing, then it'll definitely change the betting lines quite a bit. <laughs> now we've got M- WNBA today. Connecticut Sun are 1-1. One and one. They're taking on the New York Liberty. Alyssa Smith for Connecticut is their leader. Sabrina Ionescu on the New York side. We got Atlanta taking on Indiana. Rin Howard versus Kelsey Mitchell. That'll be uh, the two players to keep an eye out for. We got the Washington Mystics taking on the Dallas Wings. Mystics are three and one. Wings are two and one. Elena Deladon and Arika Bungawale. Those are the two players to watch in that game. Phoenix versus Vegas. The Mercury taking on the Aces. Diana Taurasi versus Aja Wilson. Those are the two players to keep an eye out there. And then the Minnesota Lynx versus the Los Angeles Sparks. Sylvia Fowles on the Minnesota side, 0-4, taking on Jordan Canada and the 2-2 Sparks. Love WNBA action. Definitely go check out WNBA League Pass. We get it every year, and it's just great to have uh, for this time of year. Then NBA playoffs tonight. We've got game one between Miami and Boston. Miami's minus two. The over-under's 204 right now. Two great defensive teams, and and it looks like there's no Kyle Lowry for game one. Not that he's played great this postseason. It honestly might be a blessing in disguise that he's missing today. He needs to get back to 100% or not play at all in this series. He can't be out there hobbling around when you've got guys like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown uh, out there, and they would be covering him as well. Boston, they need to get Smart and Brown going. I think we're going to see Tatum and Butler. They're going to battle all series. They're going to trade 30, 40-point games, despite the defensive. They've just been that great this postseason. On the Miami side, they need they need something off the bench. If Kyle Lowry's missing, whether it's Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, heck, even if Duncan Robinson finds five minutes out there and he can hit a couple shots, that would be huge for them. But I'm not sure about this game tonight. Uh, it's definitely... That minus two is concerning to me because it feels like Vegas is baiting you into wanting to take Boston, but maybe they feel good about Miami. So I'm going to fade the actual point uh, spread there. I do like the over in this game at 204. It doesn't seem like a lot, and I do think that one of these offenses is going to put up 108-type range. So as long as it's not a blowout, then you're in a good spot. NHL playoffs kick off tonight as well for the second round of action, Florida and Tampa. Florida's minus 160 for game one. Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky going as the goalies tonight, it looks like. Florida was the best regular season team in the NHL, but Tampa, they just have so much experience. We just saw them go through a grinding seven-game series with the Leafs. So are they going to just come out and win game one right off that game seven momentum? Or is Florida who surprisingly went to six with the Capitals. It shouldn't have taken that long. Will they be able to secure a win at home? Uh, They've been very hot and cold. They either show up or they don't. So that'll be a fun game one to keep an eye on. Colorado versus St. Louis is the other game one out west today. Colorado's minus 210. They're heavy favorites in the series too. I think they're around minus 350, minus 400 to win this series. Vegas really likes them. But I think this... What St. Louis has going for them is they've got the goaltending edge in this series. Jordan Biddington played great in those last couple games 
for St. Louis. Uh, he had a 1.67 goals against average in his three games against Minnesota. And so I do think that he is the better goalie in this series. Darcy Kemper on the other side for the Avs is no slouch. Now, is he a goalie that has a great team in front of him and it makes him look good? Because he gave up a few goals in that Nashville series despite the sweep. So he needs to be on top of his game, taking on this veteran St. Louis team that knows how to go and win a cup. They won one in the last couple of years. So it's definitely uh, a team that you can't take lightly. And I think Vegas having Colorado that favored is concerning for me. I just don't know if they'll be able to hold off the Avs high-powered offense. We'll have to wait and see. They are a part of our daily betting card, which is coming up here right away. But uh, really looking forward to this one. We've got that St. Louis future bet. We still got the Rangers future bet as well to win the East and West. So wouldn't hate it if St. Louis won game one and then jumps out to a little bit of a lead here. Maybe causes some doubt and upsets in this series, but we'll have to wait and see. But speaking of waiting and seeing, let's talk about the game we are leaning but waiting on today. We've actually got three for today's slate. Starting with that St. Louis and Mets game, not the first one. We're waiting on the second one because it looks like Mikolas is going for the cards like he was supposed to yesterday. He's going to be the starter in game one. They haven't officially announced the game two starters yet. Uh, so I want to wait and see who those starters are because I think I could see them trading wins today. Um, at least as of now, they haven't announced them. So Mikolas going on the one side in the first game. Trevor Williams going for the Mets on the other. I do like uh, the Cardinals today. Uh, in that first game, definitely a big fan of that line. Then we've got Guardians and Reds going. Uh, Plesak's going for the Guardians. I want to see if Overton actually goes for the Reds or if they go with a different pitcher today. If it does stay Overton, the odds will stay around that minus 160. But I think the line could fluctuate depending on uh, if he doesn't end up going today. So that Guardians and Reds line is one that I'm keeping an eye on. And then Rangers Angels. I want I want to make sure that Taylor Hearn's going today, that he's confirmed for the Rangers. He's pitched well recently. He's been a great pickup in fantasy baseball. The line was my, plus 110 last night for the money line, but plus one was minus 120. So if you want to be a bit conservative, you could go with that plus one and still get some value. But I want to make sure that it's Hearn before I truly jump in on this line. So it'll be one that you might see later on. That's why you follow the social media accounts for the bets later on today. Player props wise, we've got a few player prop lines. Uh, we like Marcus Smart over 13 and a half points for game one. I think he's going to have in the 15 to 20 point range. Uh, Miami's perimeter defense isn't anything special. I do think that he can take advantage of that. Butler's going to draw a tough assignment. So is Williams. Well, both Williams are going to draw a tough assignment and as will Horford. So I think that there's an opportunity there for Smart to step up, hit some shots. And so at minus 114, you can get over 13 and a half. Oladipo over 10 and a half off the bench at minus 107. I love this line. I think someone's going to step up for them off the bench. He's truly their only other shot creator that they have. So I like Oladipo over. And then footy action. I like Diego Jota to score in the EPL at plus 110. I'm not sure if Sal is going to go, but either way, Jota's had a great scoring record so far this year, and I think he shows up today and scores a crucial goal for them that they need in order to keep pace with Manchester City. Now, we'll head over to our competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. 
No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners on this card. We haven't hit in a few days. We started out the, the month hot. I think we had three parlays in the first six or seven days that hit, but we've gone on a bit of a slump here. So looking to bounce back in a big way and really liking this slate today in order to do so. So starting with the first game, Colorado versus St. Louis under six and a half tonight. Bennington looked great for Minnesota against Minnesota. Three wins, averaged 1.67 goals against. I do think that Colorado's going to score a few, but they're not going to chase them like they did in that first series with Nashville, whether it was Ingram and Nett or, uh, or the backup there in Nashville. But I think that this is going to finish in the 4-2, to 4-1 to range tonight. Um, I think Kemper, Kemper at home, he's going to play well in game one. Game two is when I get concerned about whether or not he's going to show up. I think he's going to ride off that crowd momentum. They win the game comfortably but they don't go over that six and a half. So at plus 110, I like the under in that one. But I also like the over in the Tampa Bay and Florida one. That's my second play at minus 140. Vasilevsky was very hit and miss in the series. When it mattered, he showed up, but he kind of, it's like he let his foot off the gas when, when he was in a game that he didn't necessarily have to win. Um, I think both goalies struggled. Like Bobrovsky also had some terrible nights. He had some okay nights as well, but he definitely had a few that that were a little bit cringy. So four to three, five to three type range. I like that tonight. I don't think either goalie's going to stand on his head this early in the series. These teams are going to feel each other out, and I think Tampa is going to going to score quite a few as will Florida. So I like the over in that game, and in the Sparks versus the Lynx, I'm taking the under one sixty two and a half. In the Lynx four games this year, they've gone under in all but one of those games. And the one game that went over was because Seattle scored 97 points on them. I don't think the Sparks have that kind of firepower today. Um, The Sparks went over in their first two games, not in their last two. I do not see the Lynx scoring 75, meaning that they just have to get 85 or less from the Sparks. So I'm seeing an 84 to 72 type finish here. Might even just bet the, the correct score just as a little uh, throw in there at 82 to 70, 84 to 72. But overall, I really do like this one. Uh, I think that neither offense is going to be particularly great. And at 162 and a half, there's definitely some value there to take the under. So the odds on that parlay are plus 575. Head over to bet 99, use promo code shooters at sign up. But with that, our alt lay play, there's going to be no rain delay, but we love to throw in an additional play as well. We like the New York Liberty plus eight and a half versus the Connecticut Sun at home. This is buying a couple points. They're currently six and a half. So this is a minus 154 play. But a couple of points, I like buying those. And you're banking on Sabrina Ionescu to show up for them at home. I think she does. And they keep it close with the Sun. I think the Sun win outright, but there's really no value in taking the money line. So I think banking on the Liberty to keep it close is a smart bet today. But with that, that concludes the Competitive Hedge podcast. As I said, follow all our social media accounts to find plays throughout the day. Uh, A lot of great plays and including we like a lot of other cappers work as well. So you can go through and find some of their stuff in our likes as well. But we appreciate everyone who tunes in every morning to this show. We love doing it at 8 a.m. Eastern time, 6 a.m. my time. And so we'll see you tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge podcast.